here live at the One Love Massive headquarters in Historic Shaw of Washington, D.C. What's up, D.C.? Today, uh, it's just me, Nikki M.G., along with uh -oh. Jay Mills. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? <laughs> wow, okay. No, it is, uh, uh, I am here, as per usual, with the magical, metaphysical Jay Mills. What's good? <laughs> I like that sound. <laughs> That's what's good. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yes. And uh, I'm also here with the lovely and powerful Janice Lewis. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Excellent. Excellent. And uh, joining us from afar in the wonderful world of Costa Rica, our other show co-host and founder of One Love Massive, Molly Ruland. She will be there watching us. She will not be here today, but uh, shout out to Molly and... Hey, Molly. Hola. And everyone in Costa Rica. Hola. Living life, enjoying life. Pure Vida. That's their Yes. Oh, really? Yeah, Pure Vida is like Costa Rica thing. Dude, you've been to Costa Rica. I have. I loved it. You know what's up. I know what's up. When did you go to Costa Rica? Ooh, probably like a year ago. Okay, okay. Pretty recent. Yeah. Yeah? I have never been to Costa Rica. Have you ever been, Jay? No, no, I haven't. My sister went, but I didn't go. She said it was beautiful though. She stayed uh, in like the jungle side. Yeah, that's what I went. You gotta go like have some volcanoes and like, you know, all the hot baths and the hot tubs and things like that. Um, nice. And then you, you know, you're in the real rainforest. Mm. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Not the fake one. No, it's like real. No, when we went in there, I was like, they were like, okay, watch out if anything happens, just you know, pause and like. Just stand still. Like, what stand. do you mean if anything they happens? They were like, this is a real rainforest. It's so, teeming with life. So if anything happens, <laughs> just stand still don't. and hope they don't see you. I'm like, what? Right. Yeah. Then we went on a tour. It was like the only it was like the only person there. And me and my fiance both were there. And uh, I was like, we're the black people. We're going to die first. So <laughs> that's that. <laughs> so. But you didn't. You made it back. We made it back. We made it back. That's good news. made themselves yeah. survivors. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, one day I hope to make it to Costa Rica. I've heard that it is a very beautiful place. Mm -hmm. And yes. uh, I've actually never go. been anywhere in uh, Central America or South America. No. But that, that is not necessarily the topic of today's okay. show. <laughs> However, shout out to Costa Rica and to Molly. our... Yes, and to Molly. Exactly. So, um, you know, usually we, uh, we start off the show just kind of checking in more deeply about how our weeks have been. Uh, we haven't had the show uh, air live in two weeks. I've been traveling. Molly's traveling now. Um, we've been dealing with things, but we're back and we're really excited to be back. So there could be a lot that we need to catch up on. So I want to start with you, Jay Mills. What has been going on in your life, how are you doing over the last week or two? Life is good. Life is really good. Um, really excited about this holistic health summit for women that I'm uh, helping to coordinate in partnership with Howard University. Um, it's taking over my life right now <laughs> a lot, but it is just such a wonderful cause and just such a, a wonderful mission that so many people are on to take uh, control of their health and, and preventative health care and eat to live and and just be more connected with the natural way of life and um, mental health, physical health, 
financial health, all these different things are related. So really excited about that at the end of the month. And um, when, when is that? That's March 31st. March 31st at? Saturday, March 31st from 10 to 4. We have a natural birth workshops. Ooh. And um, I mean, things for women of all ages, literally, um, you know, children, elderly, health screenings. It's, it's going to be really exciting. And it's going to be at Howard University? Yes, at Howard University Hospital. And where can people see like a flyer or get more information? www.womensholistichealingsummit.com. Holistic. Yes. H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C. Yes. Not W-H-O-L. Right. I don't know. I might have spelled that wrong. So what is it? Tell us one more again. It's it's women's, the, the plural, but not in the way that you would. Never mind. Actually, it's the plural possessive. Sorry, too much of Break a Break it down now. <laughs> women, women's, 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 anyway, women's holistic health summit.com. That's W O M E N S, women's holistic with an H O L I S T I C, holistic health, H E A L T H summit. That's two M's in that S U M M I T dot com. Please log on. Registration is free. Tell everybody that you know. For all the women and the people that love them and the folks that came from them, which is everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Which is everybody. (laughs) Yes, Women's Holistic Health Summit dot com. (laughs) Women's Holistic Health Summit dot com. I almost had it. I messed up the rhythm. Sometimes, like with the baby brain, my my brain is just like off a little. You're like step making or two. a person. It's it takes your brain. It it really does. It's kind of been crazy. Like over the last week, working and stuff. Like I have, for someone at my skill level and years in the game, like what I consider basic tasks. And sometimes I just have to. I'm just like not sure of myself and I have to look at it again and, and whatnot. And it's a little bit frustrating for me, but then I'm like, Oh wait, I'm tired and I'm producing a life right now. So I just got to do my best and keep moving forward. Yeah. Um, but that sounds like a really, uh, awesome. Is it free? Yes. <laughs> okay. It is free. That sounds like a really awesome event <laughs> for people to build community, uh, learn about themselves, um, learn about the resources that are available here in the District of Columbia, get more connected to Howard University. I love that uh, public spaces are doing Thank things you. to build people you up. You know? Do we have we have some Howard graduates yeah. here in the house? H.U. in the building. What? H.U. in the building. Can't claim I went the to graduate Howard Law. I went, Yeah, I went to Howard Law School, but it's still, do I still count as a bison? Yes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I still gave my money to Howard. That makes you. I still got these loans, right? <laughs> it's a yeah. le- it's a legit it's question legit. though. It's, legit. it's a legit question. It's a legit question though too, because well, actually, maybe I'm being biased because like I didn't go to Howard, but I went to University of Maryland. But living here in the District of Columbia, I feel the Howard love and the camaraderie between folks that actually went to Howard in the undergrad. Yeah. If you're not one of them, like you're not one of them. Oh. it's not it's not that it's a right it's a rites of passage that kind of happens when you go to howard where you do kind of end up knowing most of the student body that you attended school with 
um, starting as a freshman, there's that level of bonding that happens with the freshman dorms. All the freshmen are concentrated in a certain area. So you're just you're going to see everybody over time. And then when it gets into your major now and you're just seeing these same faces within the school of B or law school or whatever. Now, law is on a whole nother campus. Yeah, man, we on, on West Campus. Other side. Yeah, Hogwarts. There's a, West, yeah. there's a West Campus. There's a West yeah. Campus. Law and divinity. And, I mean, but it's like that period. Like, yeah. school would be, they, they, they like to joke and say that it's like a cult because of just how tight it is. Um, school of co-ops, uh, College of Arts and Sciences, I think is a lot more more liberal but mm-hmm. then like when you get back into engineering and public health they just stay in the valley oh yeah it's just it's where they are you just don't see them again so <laughs> um yeah man shout outs to howard and yeah. all the all the great can great I minds do, can i am i allowed to say like h you you know mm-hmm. even if i didn't go there no see what i mean Did we? No. Can Should we? we keep talking? Oh, oh. <laughs> I did. Okay. I was like, oh. Um. So for those of you who are watching, it feels like the mothership just landed on the building, and it like power surged it everything. Did. So mm-hmm. I thought we shut down, but apparently we're still going. Yeah. So um. <laughs> anyway, uh, like I was saying, I did not go to Howard. I went to University of Maryland, and I don't. I don't think we have a cool thing like that we just have a logo of a turtle that yeah, says fear, the, fear turtle. the turtle <laughs> fear yeah. the turtle man turtles yes. go turps and uh we're the, our school is known for burning things and rioting so <laughs> well but excellent excellent academics great great sports <laughs> teams um, so anyway, Janice, yes. how has uh, your week been? Your last couple of weeks, what's been going on in your life? Um, I'm still on a Wakanda high. Yeah, we're all still on a Wakanda high. Um, and then I just had a niece on last Thursday, so I'm pretty happy about Congratulations. that. Yay, um, for auntie. Women's History Month, I have a niece. This is perfect. Um, and then my getting these birthday. petitions signed. Um, hey, now, uh, <laughs> you know, getting the petition signed, I'm running uh, at large. Uh, hey, um, for the uh, Democratic State Committee. Hey, uh, with my slate members here, hey, hey. Nikki leading the way. <laughs> um, and so, you know, we got to get our signatures done by a certain time. So, we've just been out getting these signatures and walking up to people at Safeways and Giants and like, hey, can you sign my uh, petition? So that's been cool. It's a little bit easier for me because I have at large so I can get anyone in the city yeah. off the X like specifically, are you Yeah, Ward? that Ward 5 thing. Yeah, because you're running for Ward 5. Right. Yeah, so. But your group only got like 100 signatures to get yeah. collective. We, we need to get like 1,000. Yeah, we need like, we should have like a petition signing party, I think. Agreed. Yeah. People like to get in, you have to sign up. <laughs> and you have to be a registered Democrat DC voter also. <laughs> yes, yeah. we're going to talk so more that's been about a fun that. Thing, yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> for sure. For yes. Sure. We love collecting petition signatures. Yes. Best part of campaigning. But we are definitely going to talk about that more yes. in depth in the show since, um, you know, 
we're three powerful black women right here. Um, we want to. <laughs> I really. We're gonna start doing this. The whole so show. <laughs> we are. We are gonna start back here though because I want to talk about Black Panther more, Woo! and I yes. know everyone watching <laughs> wants to talk about Black Panther yes. a little bit more because um, who doesn't. Who doesn't? <laughs> I can't get enough of it, quite right. frankly. This is real so, how many times have you seen it? I saw it once, um, but I saw it in like uh, what do you call it when it's IMAX when it's like big? Oh, you with saw the glasses the IMAX, on. With the 3D, wow. the 3D, yeah, okay, yeah, you I had did the 3D. Like, so extra experience. It was, it was an extra experience. That's I look awesome. forward to seeing it again. <laughs> wow, I've, I want to see it in 3D now. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just gonna say it. I want to see. Um, what is it? Uh, M'Baku? I want to see mm, him yes. in 3D. Yes. Yes. I want M'Baku to put my <laughs> back out. <laughs> oh, yeah. <sighs> so, I would love to see it. I've seen it twice. How many times have you seen it? I've seen it once. Ladies, you need to see it. I know. Right. I, well, I, I, I know. I think I do need to see it a second time because you have to, like, digest everything that, everything, you know, happens. You know, you know, get into more of the critical analysis of it. But, um... Did you see it here in D.C.? I did. Where did you see it? Yeah, I saw it here. I was at Mazda Gallery. Mazda Gallery. Oh, you went to the fancy. I know. We were in town. You were like, (laughs) let me see this film with some white folks and see the reactions. (laughs) There were none there. Really? Took took the theater over. It was Mad Black. Shout out to N.Y. Kong. And uh, Martel Cognac and the curry chicken and uh, rice and peas (laughs) and plantains that they were serving. It was really nice. Did you see outfits? Did you? Yeah. 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 I wore a nice outfit. I didn't have any. We didn't really have anyone in like full, full out outfit. You know, like everyone was showing around the country. Well, let me see. I went in my finest. crystal and jewels okay <laughs> i decked i decked myself out um in my own way um because black liberation do what makes you feel like you right yeah. um but i will tell y'all something super super dope that went down in my life uh this past week i went to uh Edgefield, North Carolina. You've never heard of it, I know. Um, it's this little farm town off of 95, and I go there every year for uh, the Bold uh, National Gathering, and Bold stands for Black Organizing for Leadership and Dignity. This uh-huh. is where Chi-Chi and oh, I uh, be hanging out all the time. And Aja Taylor, who y'all met on the yes. last show. And but- went to high school together. Yes. <laughs> Um, so we went there and there's about 120, uh, black organizers, leaders, um, advocates, researchers, writers that came together who are really focusing on, uh, transforming the systems that affect all of our lives, but in particular black lives in this country. And, um, we do some visioning about what our future could look like. And it was lit this year on Wakanda because... The Black Panther movie um, creates a space, creates a space for people to talk about and vision um, an alternative reality for black liberation. And so 120 black folks rolled up. They rented out the whole 
little oh, Enfield, amazing. North Carolina theater. Mm-hmm. Everyone was decked out in their like African gear. One of the people even dressed up as Black Panther, like made their own outfit. It was oh, yeah. dope. Rolled up <laughs> See, in there. That's, the kind of place that's where I wanted over. to be. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. That's the environment I wanted to be in. It yeah. was amazing. <laughs> Definitely was dope. Oh, man. In a black, uh, black place. Oh, man. Yes. So we've all clearly established that M'Baku is our favorite character um let me see at least on the male side um i'm just claiming that for all of us but um actually yeah who is your who is your favorite character from the film um if you if you have one one who uh what's her name who played chad bozik's sister the sister oh the scientist sherry she was awesome. Sherry's my she's my favorite. Shuri. Yes, Princess Shuri. Princess the Shuri best was the best Disney princess ever. I mean, like you know, the best part is when she was like colonizer. Colon- I mean, oh, don't sneak <laughs> up on me like that. Colonizer. <laughs> that was the best part. I mean, you know, from now on, you can just use that word and you know, uh, colonizer. Yes, yes. It was, <laughs> what it was about, great. What about you? Who, oh, who are you crushing on? Definitely Mbaku. <laughs> okay, see. wife see. of Mbaku. <laughs> oh, you are claiming you're, that. You're, the you're putting that out I'm there. I'm gonna go ahead. Yo, I mean, something about a big man that handles business and and takes <laughs> care of his family <laughs> and takes care of his kids and his kids was vegetarian. Oh, oh that part God. was so great. That's when you had me. You were sold a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, barks at white people when they speak out of turn. <laughs> Mbaku. Mbaku. I love you. Yeah. Mbaku. Um, Mbaku, my back out. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> okay, I agree. I agree. Um, just made me a little uncomfortable, though. But I agree. But, you know, um, <laughs> that is one of the reasons that I loved his character so much because he, he brought up the vegetarian mm-hmm. um, aspect uh, that a lot of black people are, but you don't think of us as vegetarians, mm-hmm. but we'd be throwing it down um, in the vegetarian scene. And also what I loved about the movie was the fact that the the heart-shaped plant, you know, it mm-hmm. was like this herb oh, yeah. that was the source mm-hmm. of their power. And mm-hmm. so just like talking about reconnecting with uh, the land and the earth. Mm-hmm. I also love that in the beginning of the film, you saw um, the, I think it was the the princess, Sherry. Mm-hmm. Sherry, yeah. Sherry. Um, and maybe another character, like there, I saw images of meditation mm-hmm. in the film as well as black mm-hmm. people meditating. So I was like, oh, there's like all these little gems about like mm-hmm. how we pave our way to like liberation, like yeah. today um, that they are using in that film, mm-hmm. you know, um, which ties in nicely with what you're doing, you know, at Howard, like teaching people about holistic health practices. So yeah. I like that there was that imagery. Yeah. in the film you know and I like um, the focus on the ancestors like absolutely. They, there was a lot of paying homage to your ancestors and like you know and and, and you know whenever they introduce a new person they pray to the ancestors I thought mm-hmm. that was a good you know part of it's a, a huge part of our culture and what things that we do as absolutely. far as you know, focusing on our ancestors and learning from them from their mistakes too because you saw he was like learning from his father's mistakes Mm -hmm. but also taking lessons Mm -hmm. from him and that's something you know that's important for us to do to just learn from our ancestors mistakes but also learn from them as far as like guiding us to where we need to go in our new in a direction so absolutely yeah yeah i um i really loved how 
Well, first of all, I want to say I feel that Killmonger was right, but his method was wrong. And um, just from being familiar with the comic book story and, you know, the the cartoon series that BET had done some years ago. Mm-hmm. And one of the storylines that they chose to do with this and how they kind of, uh, for a long, Claw was not the villain, the, the ultimate villain in this movie. And there's a question that I feel is silently asked of people of children of the diaspora as we look at this system that was created this imperialism that had colonialism that led to capitalism and and whatnot like all of these forces that are against us and the sabotage that they do um where you have killmonger kill claw Mm -hmm. now we look to see how do we sabotage ourselves Mm-hmm. What what do we have mm-hmm. to deal with within our community mm-hmm. that is not it's either maybe it's because of what they've done to others in terms of uh, the people of Wakanda that chose to stay out, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I think that there's this silent feeling that many African-Americans or again, children of diaspora have felt about Africans in terms of the suffering that they have had outside of the country and feeling like yo like when were you going to come help that's right yes, that's like, how I feel at what point <laughs> no, were no. y'all gonna mob up and see what's good with the millions of people that have been taken you that's know how we I feel, see yeah. with the guns and all this different violence that is just self inflicted we see with these countries the corruption that happens that you're doing to yourself so it's like there's a lot of anger that African-Americans mm-hmm. and, and other people outside of Africa have about the plight that they're in and feeling like if they had that and if they were there and if we were this, then we would uh, we would do completely different things with those resources. But the anger and the problems that come when you are blinded by anger mm-hmm. and rage and I mean, it's just so many different higher level concepts that Absolutely. exist within people of color period you know the tribalisms and the tribal yeah and just man so many different things but the power of women also that was oh my man yeah, yes. um my my biggest point is <sighs> like i'm <laughs> i don't want to say i'm not a feminist but because of how uh white-led feminist movement is predicated upon taking power away from men it was something that my soul just couldn't get with Mm -hmm. you know as much as i do understand that we have a lot of power that's taken away from us as women i do not feel that power has to be taken away from men and to see that yeah we were right that Mm -hmm. you can be a warrior and and still make a king freeze you know that he did not feel that oh i'm a king so i can have the choice of anyone i want he still had to court somebody you know these the the people who protected him you know it was just this overarching thing of women protecting men and being strong shuri you know just every woman was so strong Mm -hmm. and was still supportive of the men I mean, yeah. it was it was such a beautiful thing to see. Like, yeah, we're warriors. Everybody's a warrior, and we're yeah. also we're also peaceful. Though mm-hmm. we we the way that we war is different. Our culture is different, and that's the final thing. I know when my 
my long tangent when I got for it. The final thing was one that I feel as African-Americans, we have really exemplified. And it's the proof positive that we are a royal blood that cannot be destroyed. You just can't destroy it. We are so regal in nature that when left alone to our own devices, all we want to do is educate ourselves and succeed. Like we are not trying to be violently conquering nothing. That's what we do. We travel and we spread music and good spices and laughter and culture. That's, that's what we do. And Seeing that, you know, in this country from when we were first released uh, from slavery, how the first things we did was start colleges, universities, churches and businesses like that's (laughs) that's all we've done. So, you know, at the end, you know, for T'Challa be like, yeah, you know, I bought this building. Yeah. To be like, that's not how you fight them. And that's the truth. Like we cannot fight them like that because that's that's not it's a cultural battle. You can't just mm-hmm. do what they did. You can't become the oppressor. Yeah. So just, you know, a word to fighting with love and education. Knowledge is power, yo. Black Panther will do you think? Do you think this will improve the relationship? When I talk <laughs> about the tension between, like, Africans um, and African-Americans. Because um, when I, I mean, mm. I went to Ghana last year and I just got back from South Africa in um, in January. Mm. Um, and I, there, when I was in Ghana, when I went to, was gone, I went to the Elmina slave castles. And I did feel kind of a sense of this anger that you're talking about. Like, wait, you guys kind of, for, you forgot about us. Like, I'm African too. I know I can't tell you exactly where I'm from, but I'm African too. And there was always been this kind of, you know, disconnect between Africans and African Americans and then being like, you're not, you're not African and us being like, well, we don't, I don't know what I am. And that's, that's the, that's the truth. And I think there was a lot of, you know, people wearing African garb to the Wakanda movies. Everybody had on Kente cloth, everybody had on stuff. And it's like, okay, this is cool because Wakanda is a fake place, but like Africa's your home and it's a real place. And it's actually that beautiful. When I was in South Africa, when I was in Ghana, I was like, oh, they're just hiding this place from us, literally hiding it from mm-hmm. us. Because if we, if you go back to Africa and you see how beautiful your land is our land is you you know you want to go back home so i think mm-hmm. i'm hoping that you know people don't just have this like minute this like moment of pride where you wore african garb for wakanda and now you're then you forget about africa you know like mm-hmm. you know our our anthem the black anthem says like you know maybe wait may we forever stand true to our god true to our native land right and mm-hmm. that is africa so like remembering that and kind of constantly bring that back um, to the forefront. So I'm hoping this isn't like a, a moment, just like a small moment for people where they have a pride in Wakanda in the sense that Wakanda is, a, is not a real place, but that they have a real pride in Africa from going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Well, you know, um, one, two things um, you were asking about, is this film going to maybe improve or impact relationships between um, black folks in America and Africans um, from the various countries and um, just from watching like I don't know I really don't know Mm -hmm. because um, they're first of all the 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 movie Wakanda is supposed to or I'm sorry Black Panther the location of Wakanda is supposed to exist in um, in Africa but I think only two of the actors in the film uh, of the stars are actually African. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest are American or from the Caribbean, mm-hmm. and so and British. 
Yeah, and British. British. And so I don't know how... um, And even though Stan Lee is an American comic book writer um, and and a white, a Caucasian guy too, I just don't know like what the analysis might Mm -hmm. be from people from uh, the the mother continent. They came out full force. That's what I mean. the representation (laughs) and a lot of care was taken. Um, One of the things that I just was blown away with was the care that went into the costumes because the yeah. tribes that were represented were purposefully chosen. Not mm-hmm. only are they real, yeah. but they are known for keeping their authenticity mm-hmm. in spite of the colonialism, um, especially all the different tribes of Ethiopia that were represented. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just to see them stay true to that, you yeah. know, with the, the, the queen mother with the Mali in with the earrings like mm-hmm. it was it was not a costume it really really was true to all of these different amazing cultures that exist mm-hmm. right now and i think that's the universal thing that comes with it when i think of africa i think of a white africanus and i know that's not the name of that land that is not that land's name at all, not even in the yeah. slightest. So I, I feel like that maybe guy. that's why that we're Roman drawn guy. to Wakanda because no, it's no more real of a name than Africa was, honestly, but it's more spot on with what we know Africa to be, hmm. what we know our place, what we know our potential to be. We know we built the pyramids and we had some space age technology a long time ago, yeah. like on some Star Wars <laughs> shit. This is not far fetched. We really did know the universe like we created (laughs) astronomy and that's what i think is um most important or impactful about the long term that i don't think that this will be just a moment because um you know there are a lot of films about black folks in america and a lot of the films are related around slavery or our um emancipation from that or the civil <laughs> rights and the struggle for that mm-hmm. or it's like a Tyler Perry Medea film <laughs> this film <laughs> Medea, um, <laughs> Medea. <laughs> I don't even know um, I saw like one or two and yes. I was like oh mom, mom. but this <laughs> this film in particular um, is in the science fiction realm and so it mm-hmm. stretches the boundaries of of what we can imagine is possible. And so I think that that is what's really impactful in particular for young people and children watching it and loving the film and kind of um, identifying Mm -hmm. with the different characters um, being inspired. Who knows what um, imagine, who knows what visions of liberation they will imagine and how that will impact us for generations to come. I think uh, movies like this, Um, authors like Octavia Butler, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. you know, really help us to stretch our imagination and the boundaries of what's real. Shout out to Octavia Butler. Shout out to Adrian Murray Brown, my mentor, who uh, has a group called Octavia's Brood and actively helps uh, freedom fighters envision something different than what is. Yeah. So I I think that the the film, uh, I hope that the film will be impactful in that Mm -hmm. way. But um, it is also not the Wakanda show. We're actually here today to learn more about <laughs> you, Janice, <laughs> as uh, someone to. Oh, wait a minute. I think I just 
got a message from Chioma. She might be here, but she might have left because 20 minutes ago. Um, we need to get Chioma on the show, actually. I don't know if she's still here. But <laughs> um, we we came to learn more about you. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually what the three of us are doing, uh, running this election on the D.C. Democratic State Committee. So before we jump into you, let me just educate folks a little bit about what uh, we are running for. Oh, yeah. Um, and then you can tell us your story and why you're doing what you're doing. So um, folks who are watching, this June 19th, uh, there is the D.C. Democratic primary election. You have the chance to go out and vote um, for the D.C. Democratic State Committee, Mm -hmm. um, different uh, ward council member positions that are up for re-election or kicking them out and getting someone new in there, (laughs) um, as well as for the chairman of the council um, and the attorney general as well. Is yeah, they, they're, up? yeah, they're yeah. Right so it's a, it's a. Oh, and the mayor. Right? Oh yeah, oh, this and the mayor. Is, by the way, <laughs> uh, yeah, by the way, the mayor. So this is a major um, election for DC this year. So we yes. encourage everyone to vote in January. Uh, I'm sorry, June nineteenth, and then again in November for the actual vote vote but here in dc yeah but here in dc because the electorate is like 98 percent democrat the primary election really sets who is going to win in november it's pretty much a wrap after that so please turn out and vote on the 19th so um the three of us johnny's lewis nikki mg lewis jay mills we are all running for the dc democratic state committee what the hell is that you ask So the D.C. Democratic State Committee is a body of elected officials who are responsible for representing uh, the overall Democratic values in the city. Um, What that means is they are responsible for voter education and outreach, letting them know what is happening in the city um, legislatively, politically, making sure that uh, citizens like you who are watching are informed and know the avenues to get involved to elevate your voice in um, things that matter here locally. Um, It is the job of the D.C. Democratic State Committee to also advocate for statehood as D.C. is uh, still not a state. Um, We are allowed to vote for the president, but we do not have representation. You see all of our uh, license plates that say taxation without representation. So, um, you know, we can go to war, we can vote for the president, but we do not get a congressional House of Representatives or a senator um, representation. And that's kind of whack. Um, so it's our job to advocate for that. It is also the job of the D.C. Democratic State Committee to represent D.C. at the DNC, the Democratic National Convention, and uh, vote in the selection of a presidential nominee mm-hmm. um, or vote to impeach or get rid of a current one. Um, and lastly, it's to hold our government accountable to our values. And so the three of us are running to get on this committee 
uh, for a number of reasons. So today we just want to uh, give you all opportunity to learn a little bit more about Janice in particular, who she is, why you should vote for her, and <laughs> what values y'all share in common with each other. So Janice. Yes. <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself. Where did you grow up and uh, what was it like? Yeah, <laughs> I grew up I grew up uptown, Washington, D.C. Hey, hey. hey. So, um, so I grew up on 2nd and Kennedy Street. So the Kennedy Katie Street, Katie what? Um, and, um, what was KDY like growing up? <laughs> it was like the KDY from like, you know, the Go-Go songs, so, not like, you know. First, yeah. KDY. Right. <laughs> I was the hey, real. Yo, pause. Can I give a shout out to Backyard for going yeah. to Ghana and rocking out yeah. just now? Oh, oh my, my God. God. I cried when I saw the first video that they did. Y'all shed some thugs. It was tears. so amazing. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> it was so beautiful. They were performing at, um, uh, what was the castle? The, um. Elmina. Yes. Yes. At the Elmina Castle. I don't I don't know if it was just the vibrations of the ancestors. It probably was. I mean, it, I it gets just, deep there. Oh, my <laughs> It gosh. gets real deep there. I'm like, so. why am I crying? <laughs> but anyway, yes, Uptown, KDY. Yes. Um, yeah. And so also, you know, my family's from, so you, speaking of Shaw neighborhood, like my parent, uh, my de- mom and dad grew up on 13th and T Street, like the real T Street. Um, before T Street was this neighborhood that it was. So, mm-hmm. like, imagine, you know, I don't even know what's on the corner, like the Compass Rose and all that. Like, none of that was there. Um, it was a flea market where the, on U Street, where the, um, uh, or all those apartment buildings are. I miss that flea market. Yeah, man, it was a great, it was a great flea market. Grandma used to take me up the street to the flea market. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you know, my family is, is, you know, like to say, like real DC, you know what I mean? Like my my uh, mom and dad li- literally lived across the street, like my mom and like 13 kids, her her siblings and my dad. And so, um, Big and family. My, yeah, man. And my grandma, you know, my grandma was like a, um, was a lunch lady uh, in DC. Um, so that's how I went to end up going like to deal for middle school. Um, my grandma was actually a lunch lady. She's like, oh yeah, my, my granddaughter is going to deal for middle school. Like she, uh, she's doing that yeah you know, forget these boundaries she's she's up there i want her to have this exposure this opportunity um which end up turning out really uh great um and so from deal i went to school without walls um okay and yeah and so when i was um uh i'm an 80s dc baby i think that's important if you're an 80s dc baby because it means mm-hmm. like marion ba- barry was the mayor most of your childhood yeah uh, we had like a, a short period where sharon pratt kelly was there but like marion barry was right. like our mayor for a while um yeah. Uh, we had like a regular school board, so Dr. Janie, like Peggy Kubi, Cass, uh, K. Fritz was on the school board. And back then, we had a student representative. Yeah, right. yeah, R. P. Peace, man. Yeah. Wow, she just passed. Yeah, um, and William Lockridge used to be on there, so R. P. To him, he's huge. Um, William Lockridge is so much for Ward Seven, Ward Eight, that whole area. So rest in peace to him as well. Um, and so, uh, f- and then I, you know, I I grew I went grew up uptown, but I went to church in Southeast over at Union Temple Baptist Union Church. Temple. So. You know, um, under Willie Wilson. Willie Wilson, right? So, like, you know, having those two Real dynamics DC, of, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, <laughs> uptown here, southeast here, and really, you know, what, you know, what that means, what that looks like, and, you know, what that means for the city. So, um, I start back when um, I was in high school, we had a student representative on the Board of Education, which I think they really should bring back. You know, it's so like mm-hmm. we, two people from each side, like, got to be on the school board and talk about, like, really have a voice. Um, and that was mostly by Peggy Kubike, friends, and William Lockridge was like, yo, let's have young people. Mm-hmm. They're the, we're, how are we going to have a school board with no young people on it? So that's something I think we should bring back. I'm how, all about that. How long ago was it that they... 
Um, I think when they did that transition, so between the Williams and Fenty years, I think that's when we... Uh, Those were some dark times. I don't talk about <laughs> Right? Williams, um, but Fenty. back then, they used to, they had, you know, two two members, uh, two student members, and we actually, you know, we didn't get, a, like, voting power, but we had, you know, um, we got to, like, they allowed us to talk about what we thought we should vote on. Um, as far like as, the Eleanor Holmes Norton <laughs> of Congress, but of the D.C. But, like, of D.C. School Board, right? <laughs> um, but at least we had, a, you know, at least we had a voice, which, yeah. you, you know, we deserve to have a Absolutely. voice. So yes. I'm always about, you know, I always am so encouraging of, like, getting student and civic engagement involved at such at a young age. You know, mm-hmm. shout out to Mayor's Youth Leadership Institute. Um, I know a lot of great people came from there. Tyrell Holcomb, who's on our slate as well, was in Mayor's Youth Leadership Institute. Mm-hmm. Um, but just I, I'm all about, you know, getting youth involved, engaged, um, you know, civic engagement early. Um, and um, in addition to that, you know, the school, the school system and, and you know, quality education, um, not, you know, not. The fact that I, you know, the only reason I was able to go to deal was because, you know, my grandmother and not because and the only reason they wanted me to go there is because of the fact that, you know, they had a better opportunity, better exposure. And I think we need that equality and opportunity and exposure across the board. I don't care if you're in Ward 8 or Ward 4 or Ward 2. You deserve to have the same opportunities and same education, educational opportunities as well. Um, And then obviously, you know, um, I think the democratic the democratic state committee um for a long time you know because we're democrat you know because dc is a democrat city we get comfortable you know like oh, yeah um we get comfortable and so we're like you know well we don't really need to do much because everyone in dc is democrat but like there's this mm. thing where you need to have a level of accountability right yes. so like what does it mean to be a, a democrat you know like are you voting for what are you what are you voting for what do you represent that are actually aligning with our democratic values like are you voting for public housing um and ensuring that people uh, you know that in people in dc they're that we have available public housing, especially with the wave of gentrification. Are you ensuring that the people who were here before, can they actually afford the taxes on their home? What are you voting for and what are you actually representing? So I think there hasn't been a level of accountability. And mm-hmm. I think kind of the Democratic state, you know, we kind of forgot that we had that accountability. And so, I, you know, I want to make sure we bring that back and we start holding them. We start holding anyone who is a Democrat and running as a Democrat accountable even before they get elected and when they're in office that we're making sure they uphold their values um, to what we believe in in Democratic um, in the Democratic Party, and so that's another reason. Um, I feel like I could just go on and on. The uh, our slate is so amazing. You know, when I when I learned about Nikki, which um, obviously vote Nikki. Um, hey. When I learned about you and Chichi told me about you, I was like, yo, I want to be on the slate with her because I see someone who is is a young and and you know change you know ready to change and make a difference in DC and you know we're tired of being comfortable we're we, we're not in the land of comfortable we're in the land of changing making differences holding people accountable and, and you know and I I had to get on board with that and so um, that's we're just a little bit about of you know why I'm running so oh, with what? you yeah <laughs> yeah wonderful I feel the same way. I feel, you know, that we need fresh energy in the D.C. Democratic Party. We need to hold these mugs accountable. Did you know that, for example, you know, right now in the D.C. City Council, our chairman, Phil Mendelson, is trying to get rid of TOPA, which is basically... Uh, first right of refusal. If you are a tenant mm-hmm. in a building and you've been living there a long time, you've been renting, and then the building owner wants to sell your building um, to have it redeveloped or whatever, 
currently you have the right to for the building owner to ask the tenants first like do you want to make an Mm -hmm. offer so that you can keep where you live and our democratic chairman is just trying to get rid of that right whatsoever that's horrible yes and so um i want to do this to make sure that the dc democratic state party is used as a platform of accountability like Mm -hmm. you were saying um to be able to testify to be able to put out public statements to actually get in the office of and challenge the the people who are legislating for us who mm-hmm. are the mayor's office who are making the decisions on things to challenge them on some of this because you're right because dc is um 98 percent mm-hmm. democratic what that actually means is a very wide gamut exactly of values you right. know you can have people like me who are um further to the left and then you have more fiscally conservative mm-hmm. um uh democrats who who sway to the right and feel like light republicans at time and make things very um slow and take people's rights away and value profits over actual people even though we have a ton of money in the bank right now and so i'm excited about the accountability oh, yeah. um part of it as well um, tell us a little bit more about your democratic values. Okay. What's important to you? Um, I know that for all of us, like, we don't have the solutions to actually fix magically right. all the things in our city, but the values that we have will govern mm-hmm. us um, in the decisions that we make and how we interact with other people. So what's yeah. super important to you? What right. do you value? Um while you were talking, I had one thought, and I was going to pause for DC tag because that's one thing I wanted to bring up um, really quickly. But um, why statehood is important because they're about to take DC tag away from um, the DC uh, tag and DC cap program that gave all of us money um, to go to college. Um, and that's a huge issue right now. Mm. And so uh, I just wanted to shout that out because um, everybody's been talking about it. But so you value affordable. Yeah, obviously free education. Mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously, I, va- I value affordable, free education. So I just wanted to um, put that out there so that we can, you know, get that started, that I was a beneficiary of DC tag and DC cap. So we have to keep those programs. Um, so I value, you know, affordable education. Um, I talk a lot about equality in the schools. Um, uh, and, and what that looks like. And, um, as far as like exposure, I did, you know, back in the day, I did upward bound. And when you talk about mm-hmm. the differences between what the reason why I was able to make it out of Kenny street and someone else wasn't able to make it out of Kenny street. And it really had a lot to do with programs. So like, I'm all about after school programs, mm-hmm. you know, um, any program that is there to, to help our kids bridge the gap, like, you know, have higher achievement city year, whatever in upward bound program, Howard still has upward bound. I think Trinity does too, whatever it takes to, you know, um, get, uh, our young people to have a better opportunity, um, and, and better exposure to that. Um, obviously, I'm for statehood. Um, taxation without representation has always been a huge issue. But because people don't realize, people just think it's all about us, uh, the vote in Congress. And they don't get the, they don't understand the part about uh, congressional oversight mm-hmm. and how congressional oversight affects us. So uh, way back when, well, even probably still now, um, I used to be involved with an organization called Metro Teenage, which is still going on in Eastern Market right now. I used to be a peer educator. Um, and back then, you know, there was a program where we were trying to do the needle exchange to kind of lessen, um, you know, uh, 
you know, the AIDS rate here in D.C., mm-hmm. but the congressional, because we had congressional oversight, Congress was like, no, nah, you're not, we're not, you're not going to do that. Um, mm-hmm. D.C. is not allowed to do that. Even when D.C. was trying to get dispensaries, dispensaries in the city and everyone voted on it and Congress was like, no, nah, you're not doing that. So you, you people don't realize that. Um, even and and sometimes when it comes to sentencing and and the yes. and what you know bail reform and things of that nature, we actually don't have the power as a city to um, our own power to talk about what you know what sentencing minimums and mandatories we're going to have sentencing guidelines, right? So you know it seems like it's just a vote, but it's not just about it just a vote because Congress has oversight over so many of the decisions that we are supposed to make ourselves as a city. And if we made the decisions, the decisions would be different than the decisions yeah. that Congress are making. So we're talking mm-hmm. mandatory minimums and sentencing as far as that to, you know, us trying to prevent and, and lessen the HIV AIDS rate in D.C. And, and effective ways of doing that. So it's not just about a vote. It really is about this congressional oversight and not, us not having the power um, and the ability to do that. So kind of bringing yeah. that attention to the forefront, because I think when people hear taxation without representation, and they're thinking small scale and they're not really understanding large scale. Um, yeah. So bringing that back. Another thing is transparency um, is, is a value of mine because I think if you are, when you are in a public position, you're a servant to the people and the people are have a right to know what's happening and what's going on. And so... And how their money is and being And how spent their money is and being where it's spent. going. Transparency. And... <laughs> and <laughs> Yes, um, exactly. So that is also huge. Just, um, you know, having that transparency. When when there's no transparency, that's when you need to worry. I mean, pause on that. I'm that's worried in, right now. Right now. That's what I mean. And pause. Reasons why we're worried. Um, yes. Because there is no transparency. So definitely huge on that. Um, I feel like I can go on. I'm going to go on a rant. No, forever. that's for real. The, tra- <laughs> the transparency is real. Two, two things. Um, so I didn't mention at the beginning of the show, um, we had promoted that Stuart Anderson would be here mm-hmm. with us today. Um, statehood is something that he hugely cares about. Yeah. Particularly because of the congressional oversight exactly. with how we deal with returning citizens and prisoners and rehabilitation. That is his um, expertise and issue area. And so unfortunately, he wasn't able to join us for tonight's show. He had a family emergency, but we will make sure to get him on another show so y'all can learn um, more about that perspective and what's going on in the city. But um in terms of the transparency, I may have said this on the show before. <laughs> I may have not. I don't know. But I just have to share. Ten years ago, nine years ago, when I first started um, organizing mm-hmm. uh, restaurant workers here in the District of Columbia for higher wages, paid mm-hmm. sick days, justice on the workplace, um, I started attending uh, these Workforce Development Council oh, yeah. meetings mm-hmm. um, where basically all the folks who were working on job training and job placement across the city would come together because they wanted to help each other and, you know, not send clients here, there, and everywhere for this. They're trying to collaborate. And um, they were supposed to get, like, $40 million um, granted from the city wow. um, to run their different programs. <laughs> and the very first meeting I entered, they were trying to figure out what had happened to the money because oh, none no. of them had gotten their 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 money. Their money. They had not been granted the money from the government. 
And um, it just seemed to have disappeared. It seemed to just literally disappear and you can't, couldn't get any, get any answers. And then I think it was shortly before or afterwards, I don't know, Harry Thomas and Kwame Brown mm-hmm. went and Michael Brown <laughs> went down for some um, Misappropri- misappropriation of funds. That's mm-hmm. the polite way to say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have bought some like... Cadillacs and yachts and stuff like that, <laughs> apparently, and went to jail. So I don't know if that's where some of the money went or what have you, but things like that happen in the D.C. government. And um, so, yeah. you know, I value transparency, um, not just in like, you know, who's meeting with who for what and when the public is able to um, engage mm-hmm. in political discussion. I care about like... Can we get the blockchain technology in the D.C. government to actually track what is happening with our money? Because, mm-hmm. you know, the the fight for different programs in the city that help people oh, like live yeah. and get out like that comes from our tax money. And if uh-huh. it's disappearing and then we have these developers and like rich people and special interest groups advocating that they need this tax cut or this tax abatement or this plot of land, you know, or they need to take over this building. It it affects the city's budget. And, oh, yeah, sure. um, and then that affects, you know, how the funds are allocated. And so I want transparency. But enough about me and transparency. J. Mills, what do you really value? And why are you um, excited to have a seat at the table in D.C.? Um, I value the opportunity to be the change that I want to see. I'm a very revolutionary kind of person. Okay, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, you know, I, I talked earlier about, you know, imperialism, colonialism, and all these things, but I'm also, as the avid scholar of history that I am, aware that we, as in people of color, indeed civilized the world those who had forgotten that they were human and that the earth was round and had to rediscover everybody else and we're surprised to find that everyone no matter where they went was a melanated individual um knowing that politics and all these things and and refixing that because some I feel like people of color systematically have kind of looked at the system and politics as if it is not for us it was never meant for us Mm. and there's nothing that we can do so this particular position um, with it being one that educates people about the voting process about um, how and when and where to vote and all these different things and then taking it even further and, and how just that opportunity, I'm, I'm looking forward to that opportunity just to educate people about local government. Yeah. It is a course that no longer is forced to be taken by by kids. And at my age, looking at I, I didn't have to take the uh, uh, civilian test or whatever civics test. I was we, we took it, but it didn't count. Mm hmm. Um, it has just stopped counting with my um, age, and um, I'm 32. I'll be 33 on my birthday. So no kid born in the 90s took a local government class, and they're all over 21. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much that people do not know. You don't know what your comptroller is. You don't know, you know, 
there's so many different positions, especially with know, DC. Yeah. You don't know who your ANC is, or people don't even know what ANC they live in. They don't know what ward they live in. They don't know yeah. when it meets. They are just so disconnected. Mm-hmm. And um, I really feel that I'm a I'm a real person that people have. I that that I touch a lot of people. I know a lot of people, and just by being in this position, I know that it makes it real that. You know, you can do this, you know, and even in people not even knowing this was a position. Yeah. To run in. (laughs) Just running is educating people about local government in and of itself. So I'm I'm so super excited to be a part of this slate, a part of this change. So many different people um, from so many different walks of life that all Mm. are focused on the same mission. And um, I'm very big on that. It's all about the character, all about the principle. So often our community falls because people are trapped in a person and not the principles. Absolutely. And we're fighting principles. Right. Where it doesn't matter who's in power. They got an agenda. (laughs) Right. So Mm -hmm. we're to the agenda and and those that are for it and, um, you know, bringing the power to the people. That made me think of another thing is outreach as far as um, we have so many colleges in this small city. We have all these colleges. Uh, We have kids, you know, you know, graduate from high school every day. And one thing that the Democratic State Committee um, needs to do is engage young voters, Um, get them engaged from the beginning, from the time they graduate till, you know, as soon as they get out the gate, they should be engaged and, and civically involved. And that comes with us being transparent and also reaching out to them. Um, And that's what I mean about getting out of this comfortableness. You know, we're so comfortable like, oh, well, D.C.'s Democrat, so Democrat. No, like, let's get to the young people so they know what it means to be Democrat, why they should be Democrat. You know what I mean? So so that's that those two go hand in hand, us being transparent and us and reaching out to them. And also with our slate being as diverse as our slate is and super diverse, super diverse and just, you know, genuine people, you know, with different vibes, but vibes that people that, you know, young people can actually vibe with and stick with and stand by. I think it's just um, it's our slate is an opportunity to actually actually engage young voters and will engage young voters absolutely um and, and get them to stand with us and stand with you know democratic values yes our slate speaking of how diverse our slate is i'm so impressed by it we have folks from basically age 24 <laughs> to so true, yeah. almost uh 65 yeah. um and all in between mm-hmm. uh black folks white folks uh latino folks um um just it's it's super diverse in mm-hmm. in uh ethnic um makeup and age and from all wards of the city um and from all backgrounds of life we have um people like myself who have been organizers and advocates Absolutely. um we have people like Janice who have been um, doing community service, working with the youth, working in the attorney general's office on the legal side. We've got folks like Jay Mills who've been educating folks about uh, the the benefits and the safe usage of cannabis who are artists. Um, we have small business uh, entrepreneurs like Molly Ruland. Shout out again to One Love Massive. We have just 
oh, an amazing mm-hmm. group of real authentic people that yeah. one are not paid, <laughs> unpaid, yeah. unpaid, um, who are doing this because of the reasons you've heard today and more, mm-hmm. um, uh, because we want to put our values back into democracy. We want to build power right. for regular people, the people. Um, on the national level and the local level. Just th- values of racism, xenophobia, oh. just straight like pure capitalistic profit. Mm-hmm. They're entering um in a big way, not just with Trump, because it was there before, but he's like the epitome of uh, <laughs> this, you know, these are these kind of values are uh, impacting now in a really detrimental way. Our governmental institutions, you know, we've got the wrong people in the EPA. We've got all of a sudden <laughs> offshore drilling, around. you know, right. we said we never would like crazy shit yeah. is happening. And that's like not even not even the tip of the iceberg. And then here in D.C., you know, we've got people that um, say that they're Democrats, but are not funding the programs that help right. public uh, housing develop children like health programs you voting know? against it child voting care child care programs housing right. for the homeless like things just keep getting right. cut and cut um, like how democratic are you right you know so <laughs> question mark question mark it's, <laughs> it's, it's time to tip the balance to, yeah. to not have you know profits more important than actual people but to get people um, above that it's yeah. actual people that are our are, are most valuable assets that actually generate wealth that actually mm-hmm. generate resources and ideas that take us into the next generation and if we don't fund people then you know we're just gonna keep widening the mm-hmm. wealth gap keep degrading our environment mm-hmm. keep uh letting our public institutions die right. until we're in a really bad situation and so us three awesome black women yes from the dmv we got two native washingtonians someone originally from maryland but hey i'm totally a washingtonian Absolutely. i've been here 13 years you've earned your strength i've earned it <laughs> i earned have <laughs> some skin you know you didn't get skin. you didn't yes. earn the hu bison but you earned your stripes with no <laughs> i was here i've been organizing low-wage workers for yeah. almost a decade and awesome. um improved and helped you know, build power for the people. So we increase our minimum wage. We got paid sick days for like people that serve your food at restaurants that awesome. really need it for working mm-hmm. moms. You know, we worked on mm-hmm. uh, some wage theft prevention. So did you know that like if your employer stole money from you, like they didn't pay you your wages, they stole your tips, um, some of your money that before like two years ago you didn't have the right to like ask for your money back (laughs) so we have you have that right now if you've been stolen from by your employer you can ask for your money back and there's uh people at the dc department of employment services who Mm -hmm. are supposed to help you win your money back transparently we need to work on implementation though yeah um and a whole host of other things you know It is. It is good news. There's a lot of great things about the district. What What do you ladies love about the district? We've been talking about what we want to change about the district. Why do you stay here? Why do you want to commit to putting yourself in the wolf's den of DC politics and fighting to make it better? Why do you love it here? I love DC for so many. I mean, I love DC because of the people um, and the pride that has always come. Um, with being in D.C. Um, and 
the the music of the music in DC, the the food, you know what I mean, you know, um it's just, you know, it, this this people don't realize it. There's a small like people think of DC as a small like a, a big city, but there's like a small town within DC. And that small town really does operate on a, you know, uh, have my neighbors back and 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 knowing your name and 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 having you know your neighbor it has a lot of old values still like a lot of, a lot of old school values so and that's the part about DC that I love that there's still a family within DC so it's not just a city with politics there is a family within that um, and it, it instills so much pride in the city so I, that's I love all that about the city straight up what yeah. about you Mills <laughs> um. I love the culture. Yeah. I just, I love DC culture. I love my carryouts with chicken wings and mumbo, mumbo sauce, sauce. <laughs> and ha- half a steak and cheese. Ketchup, salt, pepper. Salt and pepper on my french fries. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a steak and cheese, not a cheese steak. Um, yeah. You know. Uh. <laughs> I like my White House to end at Ben and Road. I like... <laughs> The you big know, chair. You know, I like <laughs> I like the juxtaposition. It's just so real. It's like, welcome to the nation's capital. There's a crackhead and a homeless person and somebody mm. fighting and protesting. This is America. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> I love the tribes of D.C. Like, Uptown is a tribe. We yes. should really break it in. You know oh, what I'm saying? Like, wait. Northeast is a tribe. It's so tribal. It's, it's real tribal. It's, We're it's, like Wakanda for real. We got like whole different tribes. South, because it's not even (laughs) the way that it it mobs up. Like, for instance, you know, you know, you you on second, third and Kennedy. Yeah. You know, versus ninth and Kennedy. Like, yeah, second and seventh, ninth. Right. First. Right. Fifth. Lord. But it's all Katie (laughs) West. Let something happen around Clifton. Yeah. And, you know, now it's it's something different. But then it's all uptown. If something happens Yeah, it's like one four Shepherd Park. You're like, what? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's a different thing. And that's what makes DC special is that there's all these little tribes within... You know, yes, within um, it, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a beautiful thing. I love it. I love just how cultural it is. I love how we just have this whole you either from the city or not. You know, <laughs> like in the not so distant past, it was an insult to be on some Maryland shit. Or to be like from Virginia, like that would be. I got a lot of Merlin friends. I, I do Merlin. too. Shout I, out to PG. Hey, shout outs to them. Bro. Shout out to Cocker F. Damo. There was this whole like we all had the cousins that came in the city, yeah. and you know people want to claim DC. They want to ah. claim like they from here, and it's like you grew up in Lago. <laughs> Wale did that. He did the whole DM. Like Wale created the whole DMV yeah. thing. He was like, you know what? But that's how tribal this. DC is yeah. because as Crazy as you know, oh, when well, you from South, you in the South Side, uh-huh. you're not uptown, but whole time they'll all come together and be like, But we're DC, but we need, right? Yes. So you can't come against us. <laughs> like when I went to school, when I, I went to school in New York, so like you know, when all the DC people got together, it was like, Oh, wait a minute, squad, or you know, Brooklyn, Queens, everybody was all shouting yeah. out, We like, We from DC, and we don't care, <laughs> we don't care about your Brooklyn, Queens. Harlem, we no. DC. What's up? What's up? Oh, right. <laughs> it was yes. a thing. It was Man. a thing. Yeah. Shout out to Howard and all that. That's when, <laughs> like, I feel like when you go to school, your your area becomes bigger. That's it when it's does. like, all right, yeah, DMV represent Virginia. DMV. Yeah, you squad up for sure. Squad. Yeah, shout outs. Yeah. I know New York suffers from that also. That, oh that my DC God. thing. People oh, who are Lord. not really. Mm-hmm. 
What? Yeah. They're they're crazier than us. So like, there's yeah. like a mutual respect though, because it's like, oh, y'all are as crazy as we are. Yeah. Like, cool, cool, cool. Playing <laughs> in New York, yeah. And you grew up in Teaneck, right? Come on, uh, yeah. right? You're you, close. You're really close, <laughs> but you're but not. not in New York. <laughs> yes. Stop it. <laughs> exactly. But you know, I gotta. I I mean, I live in D.C. in D.C. in Ward Four. That's right, and, up the street from me. And I have I have I've lived Quintana. in. I, Straight up, Quintana, I've lived in D.C. <laughs> proper for 13 years now. But Pacquiao. before that, um, I will tell you, my whole life, I wanted nothing more to be in the District of Columbia. <laughs> it's cool. You're I like, what tribe am I joining? <laughs> like, I lived in Maryland. I lived in the whiter parts of Maryland. And, you know, just my mom, she would never want to drive into the district because of the traffic and stuff, but I was always mm-hmm. like, why won't you take us in there? I just want to see the black people. I, like, really just wanted to be around blackness, you yes. know? And so, yeah. as literally, as soon as I got to University of Maryland, I was in D.C. every weekend, yes. acting like, <laughs> this is my city, I know this place. And then as soon as I graduated from Maryland, I moved immediately into the district for neighborhood I lived in was Southwest my okay. ba- and it was it was beautiful and real and a little bit dangerous too but it was awesome <laughs> and, sounds like DC yeah and, you know I just I I feel like I'm that outsider that like really wanted to be a part of the clique you know so I worked really hard but not Killmonger you, <laughs> you know, like no you come with peace you come in peace I come with peace I'm here to help I'm here to help hey Michael B. Jordan shout out to you he yes. looks so good Hi. and, and your though. bottom lip hello <laughs> Yes, bottom lip. <laughs> his oh, little man. like hairstyle, like to his the hairstyle. side yeah, with his glasses. It was a cute look. It was a cute look. Bury me with my ancestors. Oh, uh, he went out like a G he though. Did, uh, like he a did. G. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. But I can't wait for the next one. You know that they're gonna have another one. You saw the previews at the end oh, of the yeah. film. Can't wait for that. It's gonna um, be amazing. But you know what, white people, white people who are watching, if you have not seen <laughs> Black Panther, go see it because there's now. something in there for you too. I'm gonna tell you the the white people. First of all, the only two real white characters in the film were from Lord of the Rings. Shout out to all my Lord of the Rings fans <laughs> out there. Yeah, that's right. I love that shit. Fantasy. <laughs> J.R.R. Tolkien. What's up? Yeah, that's right. What was his name? Claw? That was Gollum, yo. That's Andy Serkis' Gollum. He just totally transformed into, like, you. I was like, I know that face. That was Gollum, my precious. Oh, wow. Yes. Precious. And then the other white dude who, like, well, I'm not going to give the story away if you haven't seen it. Colonizer. He, yeah, the colonizer. I mean, he played a great role in the film, although I'm like, what's he he going to do in the next one? He didn't have a great role. But he's also, he's like the original Bilbo Baggins, yo, like the young one. So if you, because I know y'all are out there who love Lord of the Rings, go see Black Panther. If you're Don't white, speak up on me like that, colonizer. No, it's it's not a I'm film. I'm gonna start asking people: Is your friend coming? <laughs> the colonizer friend, not the other friend. You oh don't know what I'm talking goodness. about, too. Colonizer. You're gonna know what I mean when I say it. <laughs> the point is, there's something for everyone in the film. Go see it. Debate about it. Talk about <laughs> awesome. it. Say yeah. what you love. Um, and that's that's the thing about black love. If you are pro-black, it does not mean you are anti-white or anti-anything else. It just means you have black love. And that's a position that we have to deliberately take in this current 
white supremacist, racist, super capitalistic culture. That's the one part yep. I did love about DC because you know I went I went to deal in school that wall, so we have we're very 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 diverse on that end. Um, so it was kind of like a utopia, which kind of spoiled me because I yes. was used to, you know, I was used to white people who were, you know. Colonizer, not, not racist, and uh, you know we were we all like lived in this kind of utopia where we like respected each other's cultures and all yes. these things. That's the dream. And then when I leave leave DC, I'm like, wait, see, there's a problem, and that's why <laughs> like, I wait, was always trying to get yeah, in. I was like, wait, there are DC. issues. I mean, what are you yeah. talking about? We yes. were we were everywhere. We were at cotillions, bar mitzvahs. We were living it up, and everybody. Yeah. Could, we were yeah, we were just. Quinceañeras, uh, um, like yeah, we man. had the whole everything, and everybody was vibing. You know, we were in each yes. other's quinceañeras, cotillions, and then yeah, I was just talking. I left friend. the city, and I was like, oh, oh. wait a minute, you guys don't, yes. you don't vibe this way, aren't cool. Y'all no. are segregated. Yeah, we're real segregated. <laughs> so, yes, man, yeah, I love that part about DC as well. Me too. That's yeah. why I wanted to move here. I love the blackness, but I love the international mm-hmm. flavor. I love that I could walk down the street mm-hmm. and hear different languages being spoken. I love that I. Could you go to different clubs and bars and just see everyone mm-hmm. blending and like jiving together. Um, I love that I have progressive minded people from all races right. and ethnicities from DC, Maryland, Virginia. It's here. And as soon like you go over to PG and Montgomery, <laughs> you're still <laughs> safe. But there. then outside of that, when you get to Frederick mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. Allegheny as and a Southeast, it just, it gets scary. Y'all. It gets scary. <laughs> it, it gets scary when you in DC and you leave your tribe. <laughs> I feel you. I <laughs> it feel becomes you. an adventure. Just I feel you. It does. Going to a different gas station than you, the one that you're used to. Yeah, no, but it's true. And it's like a lot of DC kids, like if they leave, you know, certain parts, you go to another part of DC, you're like, is this DC? Yes. It's like, yeah, you're in the same. There are mm, people in Southeast that have never city. really been to Georgetown. Like, yeah. all up in and around. I'm not. Is that like, a public transportation like, issue? No. No, not even that. Let me not say that because oh, South Pro- still go to Georgetown. Friendship Heights. Tinleytown, Friendship Tinleytown, Heights. Yeah. American U. Yeah. That part of Northwest is not traveled. There are people who are native Washingtonians have never gone to none of the museums. Not one of the Smithsonian nothings. Yeah, but Never. then people also haven't been on the other side of the, the the bridge, unfortunately, to see. Like, we've got Frederick Douglass House. We got yes. the... Um, we just there's so much stuff on the south side Uptown. that people, yes. you know, Southeast Tennis and Learning Sh- Center, shouts Cora, yeah. Barry. Um, but yeah, like yeah. we don't even go to the other side. There's so much to see and Fort everybody's just, Park. everybody, yeah, everybody's just staying stuck in their... Uh, Tribal, tribal. Thing, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, then nobody goes to Waldorf though. That, no. That's where you get Waldorf Where's Airlines. Where's that? <laughs> <laughs> Psych, shut shout, shout out to Domo once again. <laughs> Sorry. Well, speaking speaking of the uh rich rich fortnight away. A fortnight. <laughs> um a fortnight and then I you can't. commandeer the You can date you back in the day boat. you can date no one who's from well, where are you from? Oh I can't Waldorf. date you. I'm Waldorf? not going to Waldorf. Yeah, There's no way I'm going there. You have to travel <laughs> part of the Oregon Trail to get to Waldorf. Wow. You have to river. You might get dysentery yes. along the way. <laughs> but um <laughs> Speaking, speaking of the jewels and treasures of what's east of the river, before you get to Waldorf, though, long it's, before it's time for our. You get to Baltimore before you get to Waldorf. <laughs> really? Um, shout out we to Baltimore, stop, though. 
But <laughs> man, we got more love for Baltimore than Waldorf. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it's just closer. That's all. Um, for real, I don't know where Waldorf is. Um, I've heard that's of it. That's what makes it. Okay. <laughs> I've definitely so heard of it. <laughs> uh, but um, it is time to transition. I want to do a business shout out and mm, then get into right. our metaphysical moment because um, I'm excited for that. I need that in my life. But uh, today we want to shout out the Anacostia Arts Center. Um, <clears throat> it is an awesome place. Uh, follow them on Twitter. Uh, on Instagram at Anacostia Arts. Um, I want to shout them out because uh, last Friday they let us uh, film in there and make a cool video for our slate, which, by the way, we haven't even said what it's called. Okay, on Uh, June 19th, vote for the Dump Trump Dems for Action. Action. And this is a slate of 40 people who are all running together, who are just as awesome as the three of us up here and super diverse. We're going to have more of them on the show. But we hope that those of you who are watching will vote for us. Um, And you can find us on Instagram and Facebook as well um, by searching for Dump Trump Dems for Action. So back to the business shout out. Shout out to the Anacostia Playhouse. um, I'm sorry, Art Center. The Anacostia Mm -hmm. Art Center. I just followed them. um, For uh, (laughs) letting us film there. And uh, we'll be shooting out that video over the next couple of weeks. You can uh, see me and Marcus Bachelor who are at the top of the ticket running for National Committee Man and Woman. Uh, We we actually like slap Trump in the video. It's kind of cool. And it's symbolic of, uh, you know, wanting to get these bad values out of our democracy. Um, And uh, so we'll be circulating that around. But um, the Anacostia uh, Art Center is a great place. There's some awesome black-owned businesses in there. Shout-out to Vintage Charmed. Yes, Nubian Um, Apparel. Nubian Apparel. I also took a a very affordable uh, small business class there. So they host all kind of educational opportunities. I've been to the most awesome parties there before. The Black Love Experience is coming up. Oh, um, I missed that. I saw it last year and it was there. Okay. Yes. So they'll be hosting things <laughs> like that, place. you know. It's a really great place. So yeah. uh, check them out. Mm-hmm. They've always got awesome events going on. And, mm-hmm. you know, as Jay Mills said, she loves the culture. We're for the culture here in D.C. And that's a beautiful mm-hmm. cultural house. So mm-hmm. follow them. Love them. Visit them. And, uh, you know, also while we're in Southeast, let's shout out the uh, Union Baptist Church. Oh, Union Temple Baptist Church. Union shout Baptist. out to Reverend William F. Wilson. Also, he know he just, um, congratulations to Reverend William F. Wilson. He was inducted into, I'm going to get the get the word right, the Civil Rights, um, what do you call it? Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. He was inducted to the Civil Rights Hall of Fame this uh, I believe this was this past weekend. Yay, so shout Willie out to Wilson. him. That's yes, so well deserved. Definitely well deserved. You know, I love that church because the mural. Um, yes, <laughs> yes. If you have not been to Union Temple Baptist Church, you need to go there. Enjoy a sermon. But it, yeah. if you are if you are black, you've never been in church. You need to go in that church because it's a yeah. vision of black liberation mural yes. and glory printed awesome. right there. And you just don't see that. Um, yeah. and a lot of Reverend spaces. William Wilson, uh, Reverend Anika Wilson, Mary Wilson, the whole union temple gang. Um, Absolutely. Okay. 
Absolutely. And you know what? We got to shout out Marion Barry again, too, because Marian that Barry, was his home church. That was his home church. Absolutely. And um, he did also, Recently. we uh, just got a really awesome statue um, that he dedicated deserved. to Absolutely. him. Mayor for life and beyond. Mayor yes. for life. Mayor forever. That's what I meant by see the... The yes. 80s DC native kids. Is like, yeah. That's our mayor. We, yes. don't, we don't know no mayor. <laughs> well, now you can wave to him <laughs> on Pennsylvania <laughs> Avenue in front of the Wilson building, which is actually pretty dope. Is the Reeves Center still have his name on it, though? Does it? It better. It better. I love when I go down mm-hmm. there. I'm like, Reeves Center's still here. Still has been. I know, I know it. they were trying to tear the building down and wanted oh, to renovate okay. it, but, um, it. But that was controversial. So we need to yeah. follow up on that. But, yeah. I'm, um, uh, I'm one of those DC kids that thought that. Uh, we had two mayors, Mary and Barry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what? That is fair because that's how everybody said it, Mary and Barry. Mm-hmm. So you thought yeah. it was Mary and Barry. <laughs> I did. I was like, those guys. Those guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes Mary and Barry. Where is Mary and Barry? <laughs> what are they doing? That's, that's funny. funny. I never thought about that. That's I, hilarious. I may have thought that as a child, too. Yep. Actually, I may have thought that until, like, adulthood. Did you yeah. think Southeast was Southeast, or did you think it was a T? You knew it was a T. No, I, I, I knew. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you think that there was a ghetto <laughs> Disney World somewhere on the other side of the Beltway? No. No. Are you talking about the, the Adventure castle? World? Wait, no. what castle? It's like, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Did you think there was a ghetto? <laughs> no, you know what I'm talking yes. about? <laughs> Look at your face. You ever like, seen what? the ghetto Disney World? Oh. You ain't never seen the castle of Wonderland? Like, oh. It's there. You see it when you first... <laughs> when you you, ha- she's she's you seen it. She just don't it. remember. Right? Right, there's two of them. It's like a blue castle and there's another one. The golden, the gold castle. one is the like Cinderella, you know the, the Cinderella Magic Kingdom, one. Dog. What is that in real life? A church? <laughs> this is the Mormon? Yes. Yeah, oh, oh that. Yeah. Fun oh. fact: that is a Mormon temple. Okay, I thought it was a church. I, I mean, I figured I'm, it was a church, but I thought it was like a mega church. I, didn't think I definitely it was like a never thought, thought it was, it was the Magic Disney Kingdom. World. <laughs> I I always <laughs> knew it was for the Mormons. And really, I don't always? know. Always, always uh, knew it wasn't for you, Lord. I definitely was like, yo, what's let's go there. What's over there? How come we ain't never gone there before? I, I guess I was just told. I never actually went up the stadium. Do you remember when there wasn't a national stadium? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Because I used to live in Southwest before okay. I wasn't there. Shout out mm-hmm. to Nation. It's no longer there. It's my <laughs> place to rave. No longer there. Um, but yeah, with that, because we don't talk about that anymore, um, let's transition this show. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Snaps, we're ready. <laughs> to the metaphysical moment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's another moment to get metaphysical with Mills. <sighs> I've been meditating on the moment. Uh, as you all know, I don't premeditate these moments. I love to be inspired by the love that I find here in the One Love Massive Building and the lovely co-hosts and guests that we have each week to kind of give you all something fresh that motivates everyone. You know, I share notes to myself, man, and I'm just thankful that, that people feel me, yo. Shout outs to talking to yourself. So with that thought of talking to yourself, I wanted to focus my message on the power of words. Um, as we are coming into this new season, this 
Spring is just around the corner. It is the time to clean out new old things and make way for new things and new growth and new goals and new life and manifesting. So you can get in the way of your own manifestations by losing on the power of your words, the power of your thoughts and the power of your intentions. You can water them down mm-hmm. with with negative thoughts about yourself and others, wasting your mind with negative thoughts about yourself and others. And there are these questions that uh, I've been thinking about a lot in in terms of kind of stepping up my own manifestation and my power. Um, For those who are with me, I know that you feel me. If you're a manifester, you have a connection to the universe where you see the same numbers almost every day. You have the power to think about somebody and they call you. You say their name and they call you. You wonder about this person and you randomly run into them. You look at your phone and then it rings. You have this connection already to the universe. And how do you make that stronger? How do you make that weaker? What does it really mean? You know, we really truly are all connected. And the power of our mind is so incredible. It's so incredible. But you cannot fool yourself. The truth is known on the level that you can perceive it. And if you think you can, you can. People say that all the time, but it's true. If you truly believe that you can to the point where you do not think that you cannot, then you can. But oftentimes we lie to ourselves with our actions. We say that I believe I can do this, but in truth, you don't think that you can. Maybe you have a dream that you are working on, but you are working on a plan B job and you're treating that plan B like it's your plan A because you don't really believe in your plan A by the very fact that you are acting in this safety net you are Mm. saying that if i don't make it and just in case i you already are losing you already are undoing the power of the manifestation of your dreams by immediately doubting yourself we got to stop that you got to walk on faith you got to dream and let that be that there are words that we use such as try try doesn't even exist either you do it or you don't either you can or you won't and we lie all the time i'm gonna try and make it out are you really (laughs) no at that moment you know that it's either a yes or it's a high no can you tell your truth are are you afraid what truths are you afraid of revealing And as you start to walk in this truth in everything, as small as the question is, how are you doing? Uh, Do you tell the truth? (laughs) Do you really tell the truth? I love to share my truths and my truth can be too much for others, but so are my dreams and so are my blessings. We have got to stop diminishing ourselves and diminishing our light and diminishing our power and diminishing our thoughts and all of these different microaggressions that we have, all these different things that we do, where we live in a small and silent lie, where we omit a powerful truth. All of these things weigh in on your power of manifestation. So when you think something, when you see this connection, you give thanks to the all and you declare that you are great. You really are connected to the universe. You really are magical. The universe is listening to everything you say. We are all divine creators. Mm. And in this women's month, 
I'll go ahead and, and put that maternal energy on it. It's something that we both have as humans. You know, every human did start off as a, as a female. And then later on, you know, some things fall off and come on <laughs> out. And, you know, that double X loses a piece. It becomes an XY. And there you go. But <clears throat> shout outs to Nikki. As you form a whole human being inside you right now, you're forming lungs and skin and it's a, it's an amazing life is not a given mm. it's a gift and there are so many points that things cannot go right it is a gift we think that you can take a baby back like shoes doesn't work like that this universe is very very planned your birth date your death date are very very sure and if you don't think if you come in this world thinking that well, you know, your life was just by happenstance and there's nothing miraculous about the fact that you can see and you can hear and you can talk and you can think. <laughs> you think that there's nothing spectacular about the fact that you can hear, that you have a sound mind, that you are logical, that you have a sense of humor. Do you not realize? We don't even realize the blessing that we have to be alive and to be present. So you always are manifesting. You cannot escape this. If you want to dip, you think nothing, you have nothing. You, 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 you cannot stop being the star that you are. Even if you choose to turn your back on the rest of the galaxy that you're a part of, it doesn't change the fabric of your supernatural being. So I always like to say, you know, if people going to hate for no reason, give them, a reason you know the only person that has to believe in you is you that's it it's only you it's only you and again with the illusions and dwelling in things that aren't and messing up with language we love to talk about who wasn't there what they didn't do mm -hmm. what they didn't say you get angry over something that literally did not happen it's an illusion you're not even thinking about who was there <laughs> and what these people did do, what you can do, what you should do. You would rather spend the power of your glorious mind dwelling in illusions. Huh. This word, <clears throat> it was for me and it's for you if you feel it. Mm -hmm. There is power in your words. There is power in your thoughts and you should guard them. No one can control you but you. You have this beautiful power to express yourself. Do it wisely for the mm -hmm. manifestation of the beauty of all, yo. Mm -hmm. That's my metaphysical message for the day. Yes. I received that. I received that. <laughs> yes. I received that. Manifest. 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 Goodness. Manifest. All the yeah. time. In love and light and truth. Yes. Mm -hmm. Believe in yourself. Believe in us, actually, yes. and help us manifest <laughs> yeah. our yes. goals and dreams. Manifest. Vote for us on manifest. June 19th. Yes, manifest. Yes. Help us manifest your values back into D.C. and national government. Vote on June 19th. Vote for Johnice Lewis. Thank you so much Thank for coming you. on our show tonight. You're awesome. You're Thank beautiful. You. I love Thank your you. ascot tie or pussy bow blouse, depending Thank on you. what you it's like to Zara. call it. Yes, I got it on sale from Zara Amazon. 
True. Working girl. Thank you so much for thank joining you for us having on the me. Show. I had a great time. Hey. Thank you for. And we're both uh, Lewis's running. technically. Yes, we are. So when you see us on Lewis, Lewis, just keep going. Vote for the Lewis. Keep voting. For just Lewis. keep seeing the Lewis's. And then Dems <laughs> dump Trump. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Vote for Lewis, Lewis, and Mills, <laughs> June nineteenth. Yes, and uh, Mills, thank you so much for that beautiful uh, mm-hmm. metaphysical moment. I hope everyone uh, absorbed that. Believe in yourself. Go to bed. You go gotta, on to the next party. Fill in yourself. Be happy. Twirl on your haters. We will catch you next Tuesday <laughs> with another fabulous show. Until then, Black Love. We out. <laughs> <laughs>